Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, 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 welcome. That was quite the, uh, quite the countdown little graphics there he had going on. Uh, welcome everyone to the post-Christmas edition of the Ballhawks podcast. As you saw, Rudolph was leading Santa, just like we will be leading you through the next, I don't know, hour and a bit here, however long we, uh, we decide to take. Uh, I'm your host, Steve Fisher. Like, I don't know why I paused there. Like I forgot my name. Like, yeah, good thing. Good thing it's on the screen. It says, yeah. I look. I'm in a new place. This is my first time podcasting in the new house. Like, I just I don't know what to do with my hands anymore, guys. Um, yeah, you can see my Twitter down there at uh, ssfisher87. But you probably don't want to hit me up because I don't even know my own name. So I doubt I have good content on there. Um. Make sure you guys, if you are on Twitter, uh, you won't be able to comment, but you know, join us if you're if that's you know you just want to you know come in and, and and listen. If you want to come in and join uh, and and hit us up in the chat to uh, maybe tell us how stupid we are, um, make sure you go to our YouTube page or our Facebook page, and uh, you'll be able to get into the mentions there and. Uh, Chris will do his fancy little graphic thing and your thing will be live and you'll seem like a big shot. Probably are a big shot though. Um, yeah. Happy holidays, everybody. Hopefully you had a, uh, a good Christmas, uh, whatever you're doing in the holidays, hopefully you've, uh, had a little relaxing time. Uh, I am joined here on episode number 44 with Christopher, the scarecrow of this show phillips what's happening today is the scarecrow the one that wanted the brain <laughs> yeah <laughs> if i only had a brain have, have you, I mean, ever you know watched what? have you ever watched a show in your life you know the shoe fit part of me pot calling the kettle black there <laughs> <laughs> no idea what you're talking about right now yeah yeah um yeah happy happy to be here um you know record setting 44th straight time uh i hope everyone had a very merry christmas uh and you know enjoying hopefully you're enjoying some time off uh and i know us up here in the okanagan and and most of probably this country is uh covered in snow and got to enjoy a white christmas which is always fun i mean especially for the kids they um they, they love going outside and playing in the snow but you guys can find me over on twitter at phillips chris 12 uh don't forget to follow the uh podcast account at ballhawks underscore pod and uh steve how was christmas in the new house it was a little weird i still <laughs> feel like i still feel like i'm you know just in a, a hotel right now um 
everything seems foreign, but uh, it, it is nice getting into a new house. The the house, I mean, I probably wouldn't have bought it if I didn't like it, but it, I think it's beautiful. Uh, lots of space. We've added about, you know, almost 40% more space than what we're used to. So there's a, a lot of empty places and we're like, what do we, what do we put in there? Like, do we just stack stuff in this thing that we've never had before? Um, but yeah, it's, it's the coldest day of the year. I, I think this is going to be the coldest day of the year. You said it got down to like minus 27 or 28 or something like that. Um, you showed your kids the, what happens when you put boiling water in super cold air and you can hear their amazement. Whoa. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Daddy sciences. Big deal. That, that was like my <laughs> second or third time doing it too. Oh, <laughs> magic man <laughs> yeah do it again hey if you want me to do it again i will gladly do it again that's right look how look how amazing i am it might be so, super chilly but it is just gorgeous outside like beautiful blue skies like it, it's in my this is my favorite type of winter days the cold doesn't really bother me um i just like the sun and so even if it's minus you know 27 minus 30 um, it's still just nice being out there, um, with sun shining on you, especially where we are. Like we don't get, we don't see the sun a lot in the winter time yeah. where, where we are, it's usually pretty gray and clouded over. So anytime that we do get to see the sun, uh, between the months of December and March, it, it, it's a, it's a nice, uh, welcome, although <laughs> it makes it that much colder, of course. Um, so you moved in, random question, you moved in just a few days before Christmas. What, did you guys end up getting a tree? Oh, we got a tree. Yeah. Oh, did you? Okay. Yeah, we uh, so, we moved on the 21st. So we, you know, we get the keys at like noon on the 21st. Um, the first day is basically just unloading everything into the garage. Just get it out of trucks and, and trailers. And, um, you know, that, that was the whole first day. And you know already I'm, you know, nursing a pretty nasty actual back injury um, that just won't go away and I'm being an idiot and not letting it go away. So, um, you know, it, it's a very slow move in right now because I'm like, okay, I want to get that thing moved. Yeah, I can't lift that. Oh, I can't move that either. Oh, I got to go lay down because I can't turn my back this way. So, uh, you know, life could be a lot worse. Life could be a lot worse. I'm, I'm in a basically brand new house. So pretty fortunate the back, my back's always been bad. So I, I'll deal with it. Um, and just make my wife move everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. That'll go over well. I mean, it's, it's either that or I, I heard it more and she gets to hear me complain even more. So I, I think she'll take the former rather than the latter on that one. Yeah. Um, let's get into some NFL stuff. Uh, you didn't watch too much NFL yesterday because you were uh, redoing Christmas because your little guy was, you know, feeling under the weather and you had to postpone Christmas. But you, at least you got to do that. Uh, you, you watched most of the Seahawks game. Uh, the first one I wanted to talk about are good old friends, the Desperate Jaguars. They just, they can't help themselves, but just find a way to get on our show. I, I don't know how they're doing it, but it, it seems like every week they, they do something that uh, embarrasses themselves. And this week was, I think, Zach Wilson's 
basically his signature play of his career so far. Like he, he doesn't really have those wow moments in his career right now. He's, he's had a struggling first uh, rookie year here. Uh, but he took a 52 yard uh, scramble to the house and he made the Jags look dumb. Did you end up seeing this one? Uh, I, I didn't. I'm going to watch it right now. Okay. Oh, they almost like they, they almost had him too. Like he was in their grasp and he's not fast. He he's, he's more fast. just like like slippery and just agile kind of, right? Yeah, like he's he's not a very fast quarterback. Like the fact that he was able to make it 52 yards down the field, like I'm watching him, I'm like someone's going to get him eventually, but yeah, he just I don't know. It's, it's like uh watching a guy play dodgeball and he's, you know, can just somehow maneuver his way around from ever getting hit with a with a ball. So yeah, it was, I mean, good for Zach Wilson. I, I kind of feel for him. He's, he hasn't really had the start to his career, you would hope. Uh, but there is one good thing. He, he seems like he's a better scrambler maybe than, you know, when he gets in the open field than Kyler Murray. Did you, did you see Kyler Murray's, uh, all the comments about him when he gets taken down from behind? Like he is going hard and gets taken down at like the two or the one yard line. And everybody is just like, Oh, Kyler Murray, those legs are moving like at lightning speed and he just cannot get away from people. <laughs> like just another short joke at the expense of Kyler Murray, but it looks like it. It looks like he's just going and you're like, man, this this dude is fast. And then you look at somebody with like regular size legs just catches up to him and takes him down and you're like, oh yeah, you're going to hear about that one. He looks like little Super Mario out there like and then he hits like the star mode. Um, the second one that we should talk about is, uh, Justin Jefferson. He officially broke Odell Beckham's record for the most receiving yards in, uh, the first two seasons. So one LSU guy breaking another LSU guy's record. What do, what do you think about that one? Where, where does that put Justin Jefferson in the, like, in your wide receiver rankings? In the, the lexicon? <laughs> I mean, he's... Justin Jefferson's a good wide receiver. Like, I don't know. Like, I was it last week or two weeks ago that I, I tweeted out, like, and I, I'm sure I've talked about it on this show as well. It's like every week the NFL is like, and that's a new record, and that's a new record, and nobody cares about this record, but that's a new record too. <laughs> it's just like, like it, if something, oh, I saw something on Twitter where it was like, Ben Roethlisberger has never lost a home game um, oh, yeah. following the release of a new Spider-Man movie or something like <laughs> yeah. that. And it's just like, but like, that's, that's the point that this has gotten to where it's just like, let's bring up the most random bizarre things we can think of and, and talk about it. And to me, it's just like, if do you it was think like that a, one's a, random you know, and bizarre a, though? If it was a rookie record, that then sure, cool, that's awesome, that's great. But it's just like he holds record for the most receiving yards over a two-year span. It's just, eh, eh. So for, for me, I feel like that one means a little bit of something. Obviously, uh, you know what he did as a rookie was incredible. But when you think of rookies who have these massive rookie campaigns, and then they have, uh, you know, the the dreaded sophomore slump we we like to to call it um I, I i guess that's why this one in particular for me seems like it's kind of a big deal because 
you know, he had this incredible first year, kind of su- probably surprised a lot of defensive coordinators, probably surprised a lot of defenses. Um, but then people get time to plan for you. And, you know, obviously with Adam Thielen there and Dalvin Cook, he doesn't get doubled probably as much as he should. Uh, but, you know, Dalvin Cook is in and out of injuries. Thielen, you know, hasn't been healthy the whole year. Uh, and he just seems to be stepping his game up consistently. Um He's probably one of the few LSU players I actually like, and it's only because I have him in fantasy football. And so I've sort of like, I've wanted him to do well for so long. And now that he does so well, I I feel like I respect what he's doing so much more. Um, Yeah, he just, he is so insanely smooth in and out of his breaks. Um, But where where do you actually put Justin Jefferson in your in your wide receiver rankings? If you like, is he top five, top three, top uh, two? He's, a, he's for sure top five receiver in the league. Who who do you have no above question. him? Just off the top of your head, I know I know you haven't done any research on this, but off oh god, Devontae Adams. He's your number one, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, just Devonte Adams is Thanks. only receiver in NFL league. Yeah, like, <laughs> Jesus. Thanks for putting me on the spot here. Like, just like quick name five receivers better than Justin Jefferson. Uh, well, I mean, there's like is Cooper, Cooper Cup, Cup up there? Tyreek yeah, Hill. Cooper. Yeah. Debo. I don't know. Uh, Debo. Is Jamar a, Chase. Stephon Diggs. Debo is is the best gadget player in the league. Yeah. Um, okay. In, yeah. yeah. So is is he a top he's, three he's then? Top, he's top five. Okay. Okay. He's top five. I don't know. I, I feel like he's creeping into like my top three. I, I don't know if there's four, you know, three guys that I would rather have more than Justin Jefferson just because of everything he can do. Um, all right. We'll, we'll move on from that. I, I put you on the spot too much. You're, you're sweating profusely over there. Um, but you know who else was sweating? the reporter asking Bill Belichick questions. So I, I know you just kind of caught up to this one when I, when I told you I wanted to talk about it. Um, why would you go through your entire schooling career, you know, get your journalism degree, you know, do whatever you have to do to then get a job. Um, you know, the, what, what, whoever your boss is like, yeah, you're going to, you know, be at the the Patriots podium. You're going to get to ask Bill Belichick a question. And then you ask it. I can't even remember what it was. Do you remember the exact words of it or like, or roughly what it was? It wasn't just something like, do you have any New Year's resolutions? Okay. Yeah. So basically she asked along those lines. She asked him like, it's not football related. And you can like see his like demeanor be like, are you kidding me? Like we just lost. To okay, to our division fair, that's rival. His, that's Belichick's demeanor all the time. I feel like he dropped even like a lower demeanor when she said like, you know, this isn't a football related question. He's like, so you have a stupid question and it's also not football. This is great. Um, and then he basically just says like, no, I don't have any comment for that. Move on. <laughs> okay. Uh, thank you, Bill B. Um, I got a great laugh out of it uh, at that poor young lady's expense. Uh, but 
maybe come with a better question for a guy and maybe read the room a little bit, know who you're asking a question to. You know, it's Bill Belichick. You know, he is like notorious for um, these soundbite things of just abusing reporters. Don't come with a stupid question like, what's your New Year's resolution? I don't know. And I want to win a football well, game. I mean, Belichick's right. New Year's resolutions are stupid anyways. <laughs> that is true. I, I, I am a full like non-believer in New Year's resolutions. I think they're, they're stupid. They're a waste of time. You have a built-in excuse to break it every year as well. Like If you want to make changes, make changes. Make a change today. Make a change tomorrow. If you want to wait to the New Year to make a change, make a change in the New Year. But like to yes. call it a New Year's resolution, I've always disagreed with because it, you can always just tell yourself, oh, well, like I'm I'm just going to stop doing that because you know, nobody follows their New Year's resolutions anyways. So, yeah, yeah um, don't make New Year's resolutions, people. If you want to make changes, make changes. But uh, resolutions are dumb. Yeah, I, I, I'm all for, uh, you know, make changes, be, be the best person uh, that you can be yourself. But like Chris said, New Year's resolutions... Uh, as long as it changes from a resolution to a lifestyle change, I can always get behind that. Uh, so I'm there with Bill Belichick. Now, we couldn't talk about around the NFL stuff without talking about uh, the WFT hitting the WTF. They got um, absolutely pounded <laughs> last night. So I, I didn't watch anything. Um, I'd, I'd watched obviously the, the Ravens game. I watched quite a bit of the Seahawks game actually. And then I was like, I I should probably dad a little bit here and like, you know, play with my kids and stuff like that. And so, uh, I just turned the TV on, uh, right as soon as halftime, uh, ended. And I was like, Oh, I'll just check to see what the score was. And I was like, does that say 42? Is it the start of the third quarter? Like, this game isn't even over. It's 42. I think it was 42 to 7. Uh, yeah, I think so. And then I jump on Twitter, and I was like, oh, I see what's going on. It, this is a an out-of-hand kind of game, if if you if you will. Yeah, I didn't uh, I didn't really watch it either. Um, same thing. Just being dad, um, doing... Well, we redid Christmas dinner last night. Like you had said, Carter was uh, throwing up on Christmas Day, so we had to cancel christmas dinner but of course um i already had the turkey in the oven so <laughs> i still had to cook it on christmas uh, <laughs> um and uh, so uh, was had my parents over just wasn't really paying attention to, to football anyways um but then i turned it on i think i watched the fourth quarter because after that was after my kids had gone to bed and it had big fantasy football <laughs> impl- implications for me because i was uh I was leading by, I think, six points. And my opponent still had C.D. Lamb and Michael Gallup playing. So, like, I'm just, like, screaming, like, hoping and praying, like, put in the backups, put in the backups, <laughs> put in the backups. Come on, put, like, get your starters out of the game. Keep them healthy. And, uh, thankfully, the Cowboys did. But I uh, I, I missed what, uh, what everyone was talking. I mean, everyone was talking about, you know, Washington taking a beating, but... Then also there was a a different beating. beating. Actually, before we get to that, did you see the absolute pettiness that uh, Washington showed up with their own benches? Oh, did they? 
No way. <laughs> yeah. No, they yeah. didn't. <laughs> After the Cowboys went to FedEx Field uh, with their own custom benches, Washington did the same thing in uh, in Jerry's world. That is so like. Actually, Jerry, we don't want heated benches. Get them out of here. What? Like, is that going to be a new thing in this rivalry going forward? Is like they like what a waste of money. Like what an absolute waste of resources and money to fly benches over. So apparently um, they were actually like Dallas. The Cowboys had those custom benches done by someone local in Washington. So they didn't actually fly their own benches in. They, they sourced out benches uh, that were local in Washington. And then the, the people that they were going to rent them from were like, Oh yeah. Like, do you, do you want us to put like your, your logos on them and like, and deckle them up for you? Jerry's like, I've got lots of money. Yeah. Let's do that. (laughs) Um, But I hope it becomes a thing. I love seeing it. I love seeing just like, just the pettiness of it all is, is, is hilarious to me. Um, yeah. Do you have the clip of uh, what everyone was talking about? Let's, let's roll that clip first before we get into it. College teammates as well. Oh. <laughs> well. <laughs> so that is uh, two defensive linemen, two big boys. Uh, former college teammates at Alabama, uh, Deron Payne and Jonathan Allen, uh, both, you know, first round picks of the Washington football team. Uh, it's pretty obvious what's going on. Like you're getting your ass kicked and you are like, you're embarrassing yourself. You're getting embarrassed on national television. Emotions are running high. Um, who knows what was said, who knows who started like the verbal back and forth or, or what, what led up to, uh, Deron Payne putting his finger, you know, on Jonathan Allen's forehead and essentially just like giving him the tap and Jonathan Allen stands up and, you know, takes a swing at him. And I don't, I don't even, I, you can't really see if he connects with it. Um, uh, but he throws a punch at his teammate on the sideline. And then they were asked about it today, obviously, and Jonathan Allen says, I don't think it takes a rocket scientist. If you look at how that game went, emotions are high. Uh, things are high. You know, things happen. And then, you know, Duran Payne didn't want to get into it, but he called it just a little brotherly disagreement. Mm-hmm. Maybe the wrong place, wrong time, but it happened. And of course, everyone like everyone wants to blame somebody in these things. But, it, you know, I jumped on Twitter and I was like, if you put your hands on another dude's face expect to be punched like especially when your like emotions are heightened to the utmost um you know you don't know what was said but if you keep your hands off of my face i won't punch you that's a, that's an almost guarantee but it, the second you put your hands in my face especially like there's something about putting your hands on another person's face that is like to me that sends me like into the red zone You know, somebody can like sort of grab your arm or grab your shoulder to like talk with you or like even getting up in your face. You know, that's one thing. But as soon as you put your hand on another dude's face, just expect to get punched. Like there's there's no other way around it. I and I don't really condone, you know, punching and physical violence. I think it's very petty, but um, that would seem like a natural reaction to me if somebody put their fingers in my face. Do you agree? 
I don't like people touching my face. No, I don't like to. I actually like. I don't even like touching my own face. But like, I don't. <laughs> I don't like my. Uh, like, I do not like people touching <laughs> my face. I don't. I. I don't let my kids touch my face. Um, Nadine is allowed. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you heard my wife that here allowed. first, everybody. Chris's wife yeah. is allowed to touch his face. Yeah, my wife is allowed to touch my face. But like people, like I've had people like reach out to like I'm like, like don't touch me. Yeah, um, that's my bubble. and yeah, like it, it, you can kind of see it like in, in the clip too. Like Jonathan Allen's got that look on his face. Like, did you really just put your hands on me? Like, did you really just touch me? Like, yeah. what what are you thinking? Sort yeah. of thing. Yeah, and it's just what wow. a what a what a wild thing like keep your hands to yourself kids you learn that in kindergarten yeah it there's just so many layers to that too being like you know teammates at alabama now teammates you know at washington you you've obviously are both top high-end defensive line prospects and picks in the draft um that defensive line is what makes Washington's defense so good. Obviously, Chase Young is a huge part of that. Him being out affects that big time. But you got those two guys. You've got, you know, uh, Chase Montez Young. Montez Sweat is out too, though. Mon- yeah, Montez Sweat. Uh, I think he went out in that game, didn't he? He's been out for a while, has he? he? I-, I thought I, I saw know. somewhere on there that he was actually in that game. But I- either way, that that's a huge part of what makes you a special defense, in my opinion. Um, so... I, I have no doubts these guys will get over it. They, they're they probably already over it. You know, I don't know about you, but it's a very guy-like thing. It's like, oh, someone punches someone. It's like, all right, next day, whatever. It, it is what it is. Get over it. Let's get back to work. Uh, this is our job. Yep. Um, all right. I, I don't have anything else around the NFL. So, uh, unfortunately... <laughs> You and I have got to divulge our teams, and uh, I'm giving you the lead on this one this week because uh, I'm just didn't, delaying did, delaying my inevitable. Didn't, here. I, didn't I take the lead last time? Uh, no, last week we had Pilot Pete on. That didn't really count. Okay, well, the the time before that, Stephen. I don't. I don't even know what I had for breakfast today, Chris. Neither do I. Okay. Fun okay, fact: I didn't have bre- I didn't have breakfast. Fun fact. <laughs> so you do know. Oh, I there do. we go. I, the graphics have changed. It is very Seahawk blue and green here. You're up, dude. Yeah, yeah. So, Seahawks, Bears, Beats, Battlestar, Galactica. <laughs> what, what do I like? What do I say? Like, the team looked good in the first half. Um, you know, Rashad Penny. Uh, is, Seems to be suddenly good at football again. Um, saved your fantasy season too. Saved my fantasy season, big time. Uh, he, I mean, he was my probably second highest point getter on my on my team <laughs> yesterday. Actually, fun. Here's another fun fact. Since, <laughs> since we're talking about my fantasy team, did you guys know that I won my semifinal matchup against our <laughs> friend Ted to put myself in the finals? And I had two guys post zeros. Two of them. Two. Two. And oh, I still my goodness. Ted. Sorry, Ted. So, not sorry. Uh, me and another guy in our league, I don't know if he wants to, me to say who he is, but uh, we were making fun of Ted a lot yesterday because he clearly did some tinkering in his lineup. Like, he sat Patrick Mahomes. He sat Patrick Mahomes. Now, normally, uh, Stafford has been great this whole year, he's been phenomenal. But Mahomes is one of Ted's keepers. 
you don't tinker with your lineup in championship weeks. Like if I lose and my keepers and like my my top end guys put up zeros, bagel boys, or don't put up good numbers, I can live with that. I can live with, you know, the guys that I trust to get me to and win a championship, have a down week. That's fantasy football, but you never tinker with stuff like that. So there, there was a lot of things going on in that matchup. And I don't know about you, but uh, I <laughs> I posted it on Twitter because you are officially Ted's kryptonite. You are his kryptonite. This is what the third time in about five years that you guys have been in the semifinals. Ted has gotten a first round by and you have bounced him in the first opportunity you had. And one of those yeah. weeks we've talked or one of those years we talked about was maybe the greatest fantasy football team assembled I have ever seen in my life. You had no business beating Ted. Uh, just like this week, I, I don't want to say Ted, you had Ted no business, but you Tell probably me. shouldn't have beaten him this week either. No, probably not. Especially when I have two guys that put up zeros. That's right. So but, Rashad hey. Penny saved your season. Uh, Ted's a big dumb when it comes to starting people. And uh, you're in the championship. You're in the, you got a shot. You're in the dance. Uh, you I, didn't, just... I, I didn't even want to make playoffs. And here I am. <laughs> playoffs? Playoffs? I just want to beat Ted. <laughs> <laughs> I hope he's listening. Probably not. Um, anyways, uh, yeah, Rashad Penny looked good. Um, he had a couple of really big runs. Like I, I was watching the game with my dad, or second half, anyways, with with my dad, and and I said to him, I was like, like when like Rashad Penny is like lightning quick. Like if he can, if the line can block for him, and and there's like a small gap for him to get through. Like once he gets to that second level, he's hard to he's hard to catch because yeah. he just has a really good burst. Um, Russ looked good in the first half defense, you know, no complaints there. I think Seattle was up like 17, seven at, 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 at the half. It was a snow game too, guys, which like a snow <laughs> game in Seattle. We never get those. So that was fun to watch. Did you, did you see how pumped up Russ was beforehand? Like talking yeah. into the camera and stuff. He's like, snow, snow game here in Seattle. Let's go baby. Like just so pumped up. Uh, I, I saw it. I, I never actually watched the clip with audio. Um, I did see, however, um, uh, it was Travis Homer and DJ Dallas in pregame warmup, and Travis Homer was throwing snowballs at DJ Dallas. <laughs> I mean, I feel like as a pro athlete, when you're faced with such pressure all the time going into these big games, uh, you know, or just really any game, you've got millions of people watching you. Um, I feel like you need to keep yourself loose by whatever means necessary. So that means throw snowballs, throw snowballs, have some fun with it. Like just do what you have to do. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it, it's fun. I mean, yeah. snow is fun. Um, <laughs> other than that, like, I don't know what happened in the second half. I actually, um, at one point turned the game off. Um, to show my parents what uh, what their their Christmas present was, um, so I for any, if I, I've referred to it in the past, but uh, for anyone who isn't aware, I took our old family videos and turned them into digital for my parents' Christmas present this year. 
Um, so I, I plugged those in during during the Seahawks game so that uh, we could watch some of those and, and have some some laughs or whatever. And apparently in that time, um, the wheels fell off. Like from from my understanding, the Seahawks at one point got all the way down to the Chicago eight yard line. It was third down. Russ took a sack for a 13 yard loss. And then Jason Myers came out and missed the field goal. Yep. Yep, he did. Yikes. He's been awful this year, too, especially after a lot. Like, he didn't miss a kick last year. And this year, I think he's missed at least six. Yeah. And then it comes out today in the press conference. Apparently, Pete was yelling and screaming, where's Rashad Penny? And apparently, Rashad Penny was on the bench because he was tired. And, like, like just giant confusion cluster <laughs> you know what like what is going on in seattle and then like you know pete people are asking pete today like is it time to rebuild like what is it time and you go well no i don't think it's time to rebuild yet like our systems are in place and we were doing this and we're doing that and that <laughs> tells me en- enough that i need to know like if you still think it's working pete it's time bud it's time and I, I'm not saying like I've already said like don't fire Pete Carroll let let Pete you know walk off into into the sunset. But it just I think it's time for new systems. It's it's time for a refresh. It, it's time for a, a different voice in the room. It's time for someone else to come in and 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 take over. Not taking away anything from Pete Carroll. He's been great, and this has been the greatest era in Seahawks football, probably even in all of Seattle sports this has been the greatest era of, you know, the, the Pete Carroll, Russell Wilson era has been phenomenal. I mean, of course it, it produced a Super Bowl. Um, but you know, when push comes to shove, something has to give. And, and I think, you know, it, it's don't trade Russ. Like we're not in a, I mean, I, I can see the benefit of trading Russell Wilson because we don't have our first round draft pick this year. It's now going to be probably a top 10 draft pick that the New York Yikes. Jets get from that Jamal Adams trade, which is just brutal. Yeah. And one of the, everyone said like at the time of the trade, like, Oh, that's an overpayment. That's an overpayment. And a lot of people's re- rebuttal was like, yeah, well the Seahawks will never have a high enough draft pick to get a Jamal Adams talent. Now here we are. Right. So <laughs> I, I can, I can see where, you know, where the, the appeal might be there to trade Russell Wilson to re, recoup some of those um first round draft picks and maybe move up uh in the in the draft this year to to try to get some more talent or to to do something i i don't know but of course uh you know the bears drove down the field um nick Foles through the (laughs) what was i i guess going to be game tying touchdown to jamie graham of all people who all of a sudden uh, remembered that he is a big tight end and he <laughs> does know how to box out DBs, which is something he never knew how to do when he played in Seattle, which is super weird. Um, and then uh, Nagy decided, you know what? We've got nothing to lose. Let's go for two here. You know, pulled the old Harbaugh and, uh, and it paid off and the bears won the game 25 to 24. So I don't know, man. The Seahawks have lost to Nick Foles this year. They lost to Colt McCoy this year. They lost to Taylor Heineke this year. There's a long list of, uh, you know, just top-level elite quarterbacks that the the Seahawks have lost to this year. And it's just – it's frustrating. It's exhausting. It's – I mean, 
I'm still going to watch and I'm still going to love this team, but this has been one of the more frustrating years in a long time since I, I mean, go back to the Jim Mora junior years. That was probably the last time I was this frustrated. And yeah, there's, there's remember, something about having remember, like a franchise quarterback though, and they they find ways to win you games all the time, even when you don't deserve to win games. So that should be telling you something when even Russell Wilson can't pull off this magic to win, whether it's like the defense letting it down or you know his receivers or his O line aren't giving him time to to move. So. I, I totally get that. You get a franchise quarterback and you get spoiled for so many years and then you have a down year and you're like, oh, right, this is reality for a lot of other teams. Like, man, yeah. I'm lucky. And and that's what I, I saw a tweet yesterday and it was like, this is what the Seahawks would have looked like for the approximately the last five to six years if it wasn't for elite quarterback play from Russell Wilson. Yeah. Russell Wilson's elite quarterback play has you know, kind of hidden a lot of the personnel and coaching issues that Pete Carroll and John Schneider have created for, for the Seahawks. Um, we're not getting elite Russell Wilson play this year and it is all, you know, coming to a head and, you know, already like we're seeing reports and articles being written about Russell Wilson, you know, being traded in the off season again and asking to be traded. And I think, uh, there's already apparently a list of teams that he would go to. And New Orleans is, of course, on that list. And I I did see one uh, one trade proposal, which I thought was quite laughable. I, I think it was just a, a fan that kind of threw it out there and be like, well, like, I would do this. And it's just like, well, yeah, no kidding you would do this. The Bears wouldn't, though. It was like Justin Fields, Roquan Smith, and like multiple first-round draft picks or something silly. <laughs> And I'm like, yeah, the Bears aren't taking that deal. Like, no, yeah, the, like we get a young quarterback, a young uh, middle linebacker. So then, you know, Bobby Wagner would also be sent packing in his twenty million dollar cap hit. It's just like, it, it's not happening. I mean, dare to dream. It's you know, it's fun to think about these unrealistic trade proposals, but. Madden stuff. Yeah, right. Yeah, I, I'm sure I can make that happen in Madden. You know, maybe I'll go try that in franchise <laughs> mode later. But. See if it I, I, I happens. Talk, talking about the the Jim Moore years, actually, seeing as we're talking about Madden as well, is uh, one of the things that I used to do in those Jim Moore years because the the team was really bad in those years, and they would get just absolutely annihilated week in and week out. Anytime the Seahawks played like a really really bad game, I'd go upstairs. I put like Madden. What was it? Oh six. That I think Sean Alexander was on on the cover. I plugged that into my, you know, before that. No, it was because I think sure Ray was, Lewis was, was 05 and he it, was on it, it before, was five or 06. It was right after he won the MVP award. It's oh, got to be oh. 04 because Ray Lewis is for sure 05 because I was unpacking some boxes and I still have the Ray Lewis Madden game and it said 05. Okay, it was, it was uh, Madden 07. Actually. 07, really? That late? Yeah, because it, Interesting. They said it, it was going to be, yeah, it, it was. It was going to be after he won the MVP. Hmm. He won the MVP, I think, in that 06 season. Interesting. But anyways, um, the Seahawks would, would be super bad, super frustrating to watch. So I'd, I'd plug Madden in in my uh, in my Xbox, turn it down to rookie mode, and just like be like, oh, the Seahawks <laughs> played the, the, let's say the Rams. The Seahawks played the Rams this week. 
the Seahawks didn't didn't play well and they got beat up. Well, you know what? I'm going to go beat up the Rams in my Madden game. <laughs> put up like a hundred points on them. Like, yeah, Sean that'll Alexander. show you. Just yeah, just it, it you know just made me feel better. Better than, it's, <laughs> hey, it's a health healthier way to I guess deal with it than like I don't know punching things. I I don't know <laughs> throwing things across the room. Yeah, we oh don't man, do... need to buy a new TV again. <laughs> there's always one like viral video that goes out of their team like losing and like a tv is always the recipient of like bad intentions and and temper tantrums from fans it's so funny i remember a few years ago um i i want to say it was about three years ago this steelers fan lost his mind and he's like crying and he's like throwing his jersey off he's like i'm done with it and like punches his tv and it like spiders and he's throwing it around and his mom's like what are you doing he's like shut up like just losing his mind and like of course i'm laughing like are you kidding me you just wrecked your tv yeah yeah but yeah i don't know it's uh two more games left we've got the the lions next week uh final home game of the season which i don't know it's it's one of those things where it's like I want to see the Seahawks win, but at the same time, like if they lose again, like is that just like furthering the point that Pete needs to go? So, and then they end the season uh, in Arizona versus the Cardinals. So, see what happens these last two games. Obviously, I'm not hoping for losses. I mean, I I, I still want to be happy when I watch football, and uh, even in a dismal season like this, um, I'm not happy seeing my team lose, uh, no, no matter what. So. That, that's so funny that you say that there's this whole like I mean we're we're gonna jump into the Ravens right now anyway so this is a good segment um, but so many Twitter fans are losing their ever-loving minds that oh the Ravens should just lose the last two games pack it in throw the towel in we'll get a better draft pick 2022 is our year and I'm thinking to myself how do you even follow this team? How do you follow a team and hope that they lose? Like we at the, you know, start of the year, we were and continue to make fun of the Jacksonville Jaguars because their fans actually cheer for their team to lose in their own stadium. And I'm sorry, that breeds a culture of losing. Your players don't want to play there. And when they play there, they're like, oh, sweet. Or, you know, these people that are supposed to be rooting behind us are, you know, now laughing at us and hoping like Nick Foles throws touchdowns on us or, or no, it was Mitch Trubisky at the time. So no. Um, no, you, you, you cheer for your team to win. Always. If they, if they lose, you use the, okay, well it gives us a better draft pick to like pick yourself up off the ground and make yourself feel a little bit better. Right. Like that, 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 that's the consolation prize. That's not the, what you want that's not the the goal or the prize like i'm i'm the same way as you chris i'm never happy watching my team lose like it's like you said it's it's a consolation kind of thing that it's like okay you know maybe not in the seahawks case this year but we would be getting a better draft pick like we can at least live with that sort of consolation um yeah so the whole idea is you know the Ravens have so many injuries and they just continue to pile up. I say it week after week. I've never seen a season that is this ridiculous uh, in terms of injuries. You know, if you're just talking about the cornerback depth, um, the Ravens came into this game with two of their top eight corners from the start of the year. So playing uh, 
was Anthony Averett and Tavon Young. So Anthony Averett goes out really early. He it look he takes like this. He goes to tackle um, CJ Uzama, and Uzama kind of like drags the knee a little bit and catches him under the ribs. And it turns out he's got like a fractured rib or something like that. Like you knew it was a rib right away. And I go, sweet, Anthony Averett's out. So now we're missing Marcus Peters, Marlon Humphrey, Anthony Averett. Jimmy Smith is on the COVID list. Chris Westry is on the COVID list. Khalil Dorsey's on the COVID list. They the the Ravens actually had to reuse numbers of people who are on injury reserve list to make the numbers work. Like people think Ravens fans are just bitching about all the injuries. They had to share numbers with people who just aren't going to use them this week because there's not enough numbers from you know one to ninety nine that they are able. That's how many call ups they have done. Um, so that's what they started with. By the end of the game, uh, Tavon Young also went out. So zero of eight of their top cornerbacks um, are are good going into this game. And while you were talking, I actually saw a tweet that um, Tony Jefferson, Tony Jefferson, the guy that they cut and brought back onto their squad because they're so low on defensive backs, uh, is now on the COVID list as well. So they will be without their number one free safety. Uh, They will be without their number two safety. Like, it's just unreal what's actually happening with uh, the injury list. And I think in some ways it's made this the tail end of this season just a little better. I've come to, you know, accept the fact that when you are so shorthanded playing football, like something like 30 plus guys, 30 plus guys of a 53 man roster my expectations for winning this game are so low. You know, like like you said, I don't want to lose. I, I hate watching my team lose. But the fact of the matter is they went into this game against Joe Burrow, who is a really damn good quarterback. They went up against uh, Jamar Chase, a really damn good wide receiver. T. Higgins, ridiculous. Uh, Ch- uh, Tyler Boyd, really good. C.J. Uzama, very good. Joe Mixon is a pro bowler this year. Like, if you had any expectations that Joe Burrow was not going to throw for 525 yards, uh, you've never watched a game of football in your life. And, and it really does show. Um, so when he threw for that many, I was like, okay. Like, yeah, you set some... I think that's like the fourth highest uh, passing yards in a single game. Um, but... Also, I, I a new shocked. record. Um, that, that was another one of the random records that I saw last night. He's he's the first quarterback to ever throw for more than 400 yards against the same opponent twice in one season. Right. And he did that, you know, I want to say like four weeks ago. Again, the Ravens defensive backs are absolutely just destroyed. Chris's daughter has come to join us. It's kind of like a Olivia. Olivia, say hi. Hi. Hey. Guest guest appearance from my seven-year-old daughter. That's two weeks in a row. Olivia has been a, a guest star on the Ballhawks podcast. She's she's a natural. Someone Love has to take up. over for you, right? Yeah, exactly. Okay, getting the Lego sounds good. <laughs> and that's podcasting with kids, ladies and gentlemen. Um. So so yeah, like if if you thought that he wasn't he threw for over four hundred yards. 
when they had Anthony Averett, when they had Chris Westry, if you thought he wasn't going to go off, you just, you had the blinders on, uh, you don't want to see it, but when it happens, you're like, oh, okay, I, I understand, like, I, I get why that would happen. Uh, the other thing going into that game was Lamar Jackson's out. Tyler Huntley then gets put on the COVID list. You have Josh Johnson, who is like 31,000 years old, or I think it's 36 or 37. He's played for basically every team in the NFL. He's played for the, you know, XFL, the the ZYTFL. Like he's played everywhere. Um, how, do, how do you expect to win that game against, you know, a, a strong Bengals team? And you know what? Josh Johnson actually played well enough. He played well enough for the offense to put up 21 points. Um, I was really happy to see uh, some positive things come out of that game. Um, so, I mean, the first one, Mark Andrews. This dude is on a whole nother level this year. Um, he just, we've been kind of, you know, talking about, you know, where do you put people in your wide receiver top five or whatever. Uh, Mark Andrews is the sixth leading wide receiver in the NFL right now with uh, 11, 1,187 yards, um, only 10 behind Tyreek Hill. So my question to you, be, for me, I, I put him as the number one tight end, but that's obviously a heavy dose of bias coming from a Ravens fan. Where do you put Mark Andrews in the in the top tier tight ends? Like, is he above Kelsey? Is he above Kittle? Is is he third? Where is he for you? Putting you on the spot again. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, I, I'm okay. I, I I think Kittle's so here. Kittle's tricky. Kittle if, is number one in my opinion, but Kittle also can't stay healthy. Like Kittle would be like head and shoulders like unquestioned number one tight end if he could stay healthy, and so. Like, isn't that the Gronk debate there, forever? But like, with a bit of an asterisk. What's okay. that story? Wasn't that always like the big Gronk debate? Like, Gronk was on a whole nother level. Like, clearly the tight end won for so many years. But then it was like, are we going to see Gronk for sixteen games back then? Or are we going to yeah. see Gronk for ten games? Or, or is he going to make twelve this year? Yeah, and I, I think that's probably why a lot of people give the tight end one title to Travis Kelsey over George Kittle is because of health health matters. Um, you know, we we've said it a lot available availability matters. Um, I don't know if I would put Andrews is obviously top three. Like he's, he's at this point edged out Darren Waller for, for that number three spot. Yeah. I don't even um, think that's a question anymore. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's it's not. Which is um, wild because Darren Waller, when you know he's playing full time, is a whole nother level of beast. Yeah, but I I I do think Kittle and Kelsey are still ahead of Andrews at this point. Um, let's have this conversation a year from now, and that might be a totally different thing, right? Yeah. Um. So obviously Kelsey missed uh the game yesterday because of COVID. So you know he his receiving yards are a little lower than that um he's got 83 receptions mark andrews has 93 now uh kelsey has 1066 yards kelsey's at 1187 kelsey has seven touchdowns mark andrews has nine um 
there was also some other really interesting stats, and I, I, I should have actually taken a screenshot of it in terms of how many of his catches go for first downs. Um, I actually have, for, for me, it has to start with you have to be available. And I agree with you. If Kelsey or if Kittle's healthy, I think he does more for a team. But if you can't stay healthy, are you actually the best? So that's why I would have Andrews ahead of him. Now, in terms of Kelsey, obviously, I think age also comes into factor with this kind of stuff. He's got a a lot longer of a career. And Kelsey's almost like plateaued a little bit, right? Like he's he's kind of hit his peak. We know what Kelsey is. He's going to be a thousand yard receiver and eight touchdowns. I feel like Andrews is just getting better and better every single, uh, honestly, every single game now. So he now has three straight games going back to the Cleveland game of over a thousand, uh, over a thousand yards in one game. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> over a hundred yards and a touchdown. So, so, sounds like the Ravens are playing on uh, rookie mode. The <laughs> yeah. guy used to there. <laughs> you know what, Cincinnati, I'm going off for a thousand yards with Mark Andrews right now. I'm just, Every single time, onside kick, recover it, pass it up to Andrews. Um, but yeah, he's got three straight games. He's got a game of 115 yards, 136 yards, 125. He's got a touchdown in each of the games. Uh, he has 11, 10, and eight receptions in those games. I just I see what this guy is doing, and he's doing it with Tyler Huntley. He's doing it with Josh Johnson now. He doesn't have the luxury of Patrick Mahomes throwing to him. Uh, So that would be my case for why I might put Mark Andrews at that elusive tight end number one spot. But I I feel like those three guys, if you give me any of those names, you you have a case to make uh, tight end number one claims with all of them. I just think this is the first time in Andrew's career where he's actually in that conversation now. Like I, I yeah. started the the start of the year, I, I put him in the, you know, top three, top five kind of tight end title. Now you can't talk about tight end number one without talking Mark Andrews, which is pretty cool. Um, Some other, I guess, positives that I saw in this game, uh, Rashad Bateman got his first touchdown, which was pretty awesome to see. Uh, our buddy Calvin, who follows the show, tweeted, he goes, this is going to be a trivia question and every single sports, you know, trivial pursuit you're ever going to go to, who was the quarterback who threw Rashad Bateman's first touchdown? Everyone's going to be like, oh, Lamar Jackson, for sure. No, it was Josh Johnson. Um, So it was good that they were targeting him. Obviously, you like to see a guy like that get his first touchdown. Uh, he's been so close. He got robbed of one uh, in a different game. So that was really good to see. And then uh, some other young wide receivers really showed out this game. And again, we're talking about Josh Johnson throwing them the ball. Uh, James Prochet had seven catches for 76 yards. He had a career game for himself. Uh, he's been, you know, behind uh, Marquise Brown, behind Sammy Watkins, behind Rashad Bateman. He's been behind Devin DuVernay. He kind of got his shot now, and he capitalized on it. And I love seeing those young uh, physical wide receivers get those uh, chances. And then uh, rookie Tylen Wallace, which oddly is one of the cards that you gave me (laughs) from your stack of cards. Um, 
he had only one catch for 18 yards, but the catch that he made, he kind of caught it over the middle, broke a tackle, fought off, and then just kept charging his way backwards. And he needed basically 16 of those 18 yards to get a critical uh, first down. And it was just good to see a young rookie kid who hasn't been getting playing time uh, get his shot and, uh, you know, make the most of it with that. But when it comes down to everything, this is the Ravens' fourth straight loss now. Um, They still are in a playoff spot. That was kind of an interesting uh, caveat to the game is they started outside of the playoffs. Uh, they, they, They lost to Cincinnati and then they got back into the playoffs. Now, they're in that seventh spot. They hold the tiebreaker over the Chargers and the Raiders because of the wild card three team. And if it's so confusing, I don't want to get into that. But basically, because the Chargers and Raiders are in the same division, you have to eliminate one of them. So you use a tie-breaking process for any teams in similar divisions. So that kicks the Raiders out because the Chargers have the tiebreaker over them. And then the Ravens beat the Chargers earlier in the year, so they have the tiebreaker over the Chargers. So basically... The Ravens need the Chargers to stay pace with the Raiders. And obviously, like, I just think the Ravens need to win the next two. They need help tonight with the the Miami Dolphins. Um, I, I can't remember if they're home or if they're away. Do you know? I think the Saints are at home tonight. Uh, but the Dolphins are playing uh, rookie quarterback Ian Book. Uh, he was named the starter. And so the Ravens need uh, some help from New Orleans to stay in that final playoff spot. And, you know, I'm not holding my breath on this season. They have to play L.A. at home. The good news, they get to play at home. If they can make Aaron Rodgers go right to the brink, they can make Matthew Stafford go to the brink. Um, But again, it depends on the availability of the defensive backs. If Matthew Stafford has, you know... Robert Jackson as cornerback number one versus Cooper Cup versus Van Jefferson versus Odell Beckham. Uh, It's going to be another repeat of what Joe Joe Burrow did to them. I hope not, but it's just kind of like facts are facts, right? Uh, So that's the Ravens recap. But you know what? I'm, I'm enjoying football right now. They're losing, but I'm just I'm taking it for what it is. Like it's a depleted roster you're kind of playing with house money at this point. So if we win, sweet, let's shock the world and win. If we don't, my, my expectations have to be lowered because of the, the roster they are putting out every single week. So that's the Ravens recap for you. Um, yeah. yeah. It's a very sad day in the Ballhawks podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Football's stupid and I hate it. But at least, I'm gonna play Madden on rookie mode now. At least you won. Uh, you won fantasy football. You're going to the championship. Going to the championship. I, I, I at least got to play fantasy football for free this year. That's right. There is a consolation prize if you happen to lose. Um, yeah. And I did trade with somebody in our league who uh, did not make the playoffs, and they are in the consolation finals. So if they win the consolation bracket. Uh, then I own the first overall pick. So that's something to look forward to. And funny enough, the person that they are playing 
also traded their first round pick. So uh, myself and Kyle are hoping to <laughs> win the first overall pick via somebody else. It's it, we've been having fun with it lately. That's wouldn't that be that happened a couple years ago too, didn't it? Where Maybe. isn't that how Kayla ended up with the first overall draft pick one year? Oh, because she traded it away, or she traded for someone's. That's right. No, she um she traded with um, Mike probably with, with Mike, and then her and Mike ended up facing off in the consolation oh, no final. Way. So win or lose, Kayla was going to end up with the first <laughs> and second overall draft pick. <laughs> That's so funny. And now she's in the finals. So uh, and now she's uh, in she the finals. Clearly knows more uh, than me. Anyways, I'm not in the finals. So good yeah. for her. <laughs> this is her back to back to back finals for her. Back too. to back finals. She could be a back to back champ. Don't First let her do time. it. Don't let her do it, not Chris. A, I'm, I'll, I'll do my best, but I don't know. She, she has I, Jonathan Taylor, so I'm not overly. I need uh, a career week from Amon Ross St. Brown. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, against right? the Seahawks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Melvin Gordon can do better than zero points this week. Maybe I have a chance. Yeah. All right, Chris. Um, that uh, brings us into yeah. everybody's favorite segment, the third down, which is of course presented by Bad Tattoo Kelowna. Um, I just gave it away what we're doing, but that's okay. Steve hasn't seen it yet. I'll hide it quick. Oh, I actually no wasn't. Fun. I was going to do something else. So perfect. Um, if you want beer shipped directly to your doorstep, which I mean, who doesn't go sign up for the bad tattoo beer club today, get exclusive access to new releases with no monthly fees, no minimum orders and no commitment. Go sign up for the bad tattoo beer club at bad and order some damn good beer, uh, which I think their most recent and it was actually their, it was their last release of 2021, was it the chai stout? Uh, I have not been looking through emails because I've been looking through boxes. But I, I would believe you if if you said the chai stout. I think that that's what it was. But I finished up my uh, my, my advent calendar, of course, a couple of days ago. I was gonna <laughs> they, I was gonna uh, ask you what of all the beers you got from your advent calendar. What do you think was like your top one? What was your absolute favorite? I mean the beer that they gave me for christmas eve which was what the chocolate peanut butter porter oh is that what it was for christmas eve for christmas eve good yeah. for them that's a that's yeah. a smart poll right there the the one thing i'll say about the advent calendar that i really actually liked and was a nice surprise is um it gave me a new found like appreciation for for sours um, right. i don't like sour beers um but theirs are actually really good so i'll i won't be so you know, hesitant next time I'm there. If they're like, Oh, like you should try this new sour beer that we have. I'll be like, yeah, yeah you know what? Maybe I will try that. Cause all of your other sours have been really good. So. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's uh, that, that's such an interesting thing. Hey, like just by using uh, no extracts and, and syrups and just using like, you know, if it's uh, cherries using real cherries in there makes all the difference. Right. Yeah. So the chocolate uh, yeah. peanut butter was the, uh, I mean, I I've been, raving about it this whole off season all every you know fall winter season uh i can't get enough but this year especially i, I think i you know probably went through over flat two flats maybe of it the, the whole time yeah. I, I just couldn't get enough of it still can't i've got some in my fridge right now yeah so, this this yeah. is the one uh i've been been having a couple of oops real hell, hell real yeah. good cam camera work here 
So their Hellion IPA, uh, a, a little stronger uh, of a beer, uh, you know, that doesn't, it doesn't dissuade me from getting a beer, but a lot of times I stay away from it. This one's really well balanced. It's smooth. It's got just enough of that like bitterness. Uh, so if you guys have a chance to get the Hellion IPA, don't be discouraged by like the the badass can that actually kind of draws me to it a little more. Um, that that would be my pick of the week if I if I had to pick one. Been having a couple of those. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Uh... Well, we both have the week off. We'll have to try and make our way down to uh, to Bad Tattoo Kelowna, grab uh, a pizza and some beer or something. Hey, maybe we'll do it on a Sunday where you can get two for one pizza with beer. I like that idea. <laughs> I mean, if I like My- one pizza, I'm going to like two pizzas. I, absolutely. <laughs> and, and you know, special guest of, of the episode, Olivia, uh, didn't get to go last time we went. So oh, she's, right. asked, she's still asking like, Dad, can I go to Bad Tattoo, please? I haven't had a chance to go yet. And she gives me the puppy dog eyes. And I'm like, oh, jeez, kid. Why do you have to be so cute? Yeah. Let's go right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but this week for the third down segment presented by Bad Tattoo Kelowna, um, I mentioned it earlier in the episode that we were lucky enough to have a white Christmas. And now we're sitting here the week after Christmas. It's cold outside. There's all this white stuff on the ground. And I'm like, what am I going to do with these kids? So <laughs> that brings me into the snow day third day. Oh. So show head to head matchups of some of the, you know, snow day activities that you uh, may enjoy yourself or your kids enjoy, or you enjoyed as a kid. Um, so Steve third down. Are you ready? I'm ready. Let's do this thing. Third down. All right, so it's a, only only three matchups this week because uh, my, my brain wasn't working to come up with a fourth one. So um, yes, I first, have to think less too today. <laughs> first matchup, we have uh, snowball fight versus building a snowman. Ooh, oh, I don't like that. A, I don't. Do like you that. want to build a snowman? The answer is yes every time, Elsa. I guess that was Elena. <laughs> Um, this is a tough one. I, if I was doing it just like nostalgically, I think, uh, snowball fights. I mean, how, how can you go wrong with a snowball fight when you were a kid and it was you, it was the neighbors, you had like forts that you built and it was just like an all day event building your fort. And, you know, we would even prep snowballs. You'd have like your ammunition in your fort. And then it was like, go and it was just like a melee you're trying to like run through and i don't know sometimes we did like capture the flag with it and if you got hit with a snowball you had to like go back to your base and stuff like just all sorts of fun uh you know cheap fun that that's what kids are missing nowadays is cheap fun i'm I'm sure there's an app for like snowball fight wars or something that kids do now uh no we we did the real thing uh no ice balls no ice is wrong that is that is like no yellow snow either. No yellow snow, no ice balls. You probably got beat up if you uh, did anything like that, and for good reasons. That's that's dirty. But I love building snowmen with my kids. Uh, maybe it's because I'm older that I always, you know, veer towards what I like to do with my kids more. I, I do like throwing snowballs at them because they're too small to actually get me. So I'm like, ha, 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 like, whack. Um, 
you know, you can like hide behind something. You're like, don't throw it at the truck though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, yeah, there's, there's very few things that I, I do every single year in the snow or around Christmas time. Uh, building a snowman out in the bush is usually a must with the kids. Um, they love it. it. It's exciting for them. So I'm picking, I would like to build a snowman. God, I was, I was going to say like, can, how can you tell that we're both dads that like my choice would have been building a snowman as well. And that's because yeah. it's like, well, it's something I would get to do with my kids and like, it's fun. It's enjoyable. And what I a mean, bunch of old dads. Yeah. Right. Same thing though. I, I, I throw snowballs at my kids and my wife. That's pretty be pretty much exclusively it. <laughs> oh, that, that's a dangerous one. Like, Hey wife, you're part of the kids team. It's you and the kids versus me. Yeah. Oh, and, yeah. Well, no, usually once I throw one at my wife, then my kids start throwing them at her as well. And stop it. <laughs> or like every, yeah, every now everybody and then get mom. I'll, yeah. Every now and then I'll make a snowball. Like as I'm like, like next week when the kids go back to school, I'll be like putting the kids in the car and buckling up their car seats. And I'll like make a snowball and throw it at my wife when she's standing at the doorway. <laughs> <laughs> she gets mad at me because you got snow in the house which nah, like, yeah, totally it'll, it'll melt by the time we get home don't worry totally worth it so worth it <laughs> next matchup uh we have uh skiing versus snowboarding oh easy one snowboarders suck skiers are the superior one uh it's not even close you're mistaken and you're lying to yourself if you think snowboarders are superior to skiers snowboarders are just so annoying on the chairlift too like when you're going up the skiers like your skis are in your own like lanes they're right in front of you and then the snowboarders like put their snowboard on your skis and you're like child please get your snowboard off my skis like let it dangle from your ankle or figure out a better way because you suck or sit on the ends um snowboarders are just the worst so skiing by far that one surprised me um i don't ski or snowboard so oh. i i have no I, I have no dog in this fight um so i i guess uh for anyone that's got a, a, a take on that um hit up steve at Where's, ss fisher 87 it was it was on there um for the last matchup we have snowshoeing versus uh sledding like tobogganing hmm. like, get up get up the gt snow racers and go barreling down a hill with no helmet on <laughs> of course um yeah. one of my favorite memories on gts uh and it kind of scarred me a little bit was when i was super young my aunt like i'm, I'm sure they were all drinking and stuff like that jumps on the gt goes off this huge kicker uh bounces on the gt goes flying off and breaks her arm uh, like the first run, first run of the day, uh, everyone's down there and like they had to, you know, take her to the hospital and this and that. And I was like, oh my gosh, GTing is the scariest thing ever. Um, oh, this is a tough one because obviously my kids have done a lot of sledding. You know, you, you throw a kid on a sled when they're, they're barely able to move. Um, they go flying down the hill. They'll always like it. We just bought some snowshoes last uh, winter for the kids, and I think they're still a little too young to really enjoy the snowshoeing because I love snowshoeing. I, I love adventuring, so it shouldn't surprise you that I love, you know, tossing on a pair of snowshoes and, and getting into winter places that you don't 
you know, you wouldn't be able to with, you know, just boots. Um, but there's nothing funner than getting to like a really crazy hill and seeing kids just like in their absolute most joyous time in the world. I feel like anybody can go sledding. You can't really, like I said, you can't really take younger kids snowshoeing for too long or they, you know, they get tired or they don't want to do it, but you could be up at a, at a, a sled hill, uh, forever. And I think tubing kind of goes with sledding. So I I'm yeah. picking sledding. The only thing I will say this, the only reason I don't want to pick sledding is because after about an hour, it's always like, dad, can you carry me up the hill? And you're like, no, you get yourself up the hill because I'm going down for another run. So you either, you don't go down unless you're willing to walk back up. Uh, right. And that usually ends in like tears and be like, oh, dad's not carrying me up the hill. And I go flying by them like as they're like barely at the, you know, off the base. And I'm like, ah, ha, ha, I'm already up and down again. Ha, ha. <laughs> that starts another fight. And oh. But but I do like sledding with my kids. That that is a lot. Hey of fun. kids, look how good at sledding I am! <laughs> I'm gonna go down on my stomach this time. This is like the tenth run I've done since you've been crying at the bottom. Don't 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 do that. Oh, go down on. Try and like snowboard it. Try to go down on your knees. Go down like face first. Any I way learned... that is scary, do it, kids. Oh yeah, kids, go for it. <laughs> Adults, grown men, oh, don't no. go down on no. your stomach. I learned that either last year or two years ago um, that going down on your stomach is made for kids and not <laughs> grown men. Did you also learn this past summer that slip and slide is made for kids and not grown men? Um, hurt myself. <laughs> hurt myself where it really hurts. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, sharp yeah. rock, sharp rock. Ouch. Yeah. So I, the, the, the slip and slide. I like, I get up and I'm like, oh, and, Nadine's like, did you hurt yourself? Like, are you okay? Like, what's wrong? I'm like, yeah, I'm hurt. She's like, like, is it like, is it your leg? Like, your stomach? Like, nope. My none, third none leg. None of those. Third leg. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I'm a tripod. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Why is there three lines in the snow? <laughs> oh, well. God. Um, we'll have to, uh, now that you're, uh, uh, we'll talk about this off air. Yeah. Um, not being a tripod. <laughs> something else. <laughs> something else, people. Something else. <laughs> that was the worst timing for that sentence. Pod. We'll we'll talk about tripods off, off air. Okay. No big yeah, deal. I got a really. Anyways. Um, <laughs> quick rundown here, Steve. Uh, uh, you chose sledding, skiing, and building a snowman. What is your snow day MVP? Oh, you know what? I think like when I think snow day, I think snow days as in like it doesn't actually happen much in the Okanagan where we are. Apparently, I want to say it was like 2014. Uh, there was two snow days uh, and they hadn't had a snow day in like 20 something years. Um, obviously I was born and raised somewhere else, uh, about four hours up north of where we live right now. And it is significantly colder and significantly more snow falls. Uh, so we would have snow days at least, you know, three or four a year. And whenever I think of snow days, I think of it's too cold to go to school, right? Um, usually it's never, you know, every once in a while there was one where it was like, oh my gosh, there's too much snow and you can't drive. Those were the best snow days because 
it wasn't too cold. So I'm basing my answer on the snow days where you could actually go and do something. Because if if it was too cold, I I don't know if I'd want to do any of those things. Um, but I'm going to pick sledding. I don't know why I'm picking sledding. If I'm being selfish, I would pick skiing, like a snow day where it just dumped snow and you get up to the hill. Uh, there's nothing better than hitting that fresh powder. Uh, I think most adults would pick skiing or, you know, if you're, you know, crazy in the head, you would pick snowboarding, but uh, going up to the hill to ski or snowboard. Snowman, it has to be the perfect right consistency to do it. Uh, You can't plan those things out. So I guess by process of elimination, I I would pick sledding. Um, And again, I, I, I love taking my kids out. I think it's the easiest one to you know, go with the, the optimal amount of fun involved. Hmm. Well, let's see. Did you get the first down? I'm tabulating. I'm calculating the numbers here, checking the stats. Tabulating. He says first tabulating. (laughs) I'm tabulating the numbers going through the database. It's funner that way. And you know, you were, you were just about there. You were so (sighs) close. You were so close getting there. When you almost said the right answer by going off the board and saying, F this noise, I'm staying inside where it's warm. Oh, no fir- what? No first, no first down for Steve this week. What a, what a, what a horrible third down host you are. <laughs> hey, pick one of the hey, three things. You, almo- you almost got there. You almost, even still, though, you still almost came to the conclusion that we all know the right answer is stay inside where it's warm. I vividly remember in the early third down episodes you would lose your mind if i went off oh you can't go off board you can't be like just pick one of the things there's no like arguing and you can't make up your own thing and now like now getting the third or the first down hinges on me cheating and and making my own answers watch next week i'm gonna do that i'm gonna pick my own answer i'm like no you know what you should actually do uh you should just sit there and make snow angels and like drink beer in your in your lawn chair or something like that and then you're gonna be like oh yeah you actually got sacked on this uh this third down episode because you cheated and you picked your own answer you're just the That's worst. That's the fun of the third down. You'll just never know. <laughs> oh, never I know always know. The The rules <laughs> change depending if I like pick the right answer. <laughs> like I pick your answers and you're like, ah, oh, crap. How do I give him almost the first down, but not actually give it to him? Oh, I know what I'll do. I'll go back on what I said before. You freaking hypocrite. Man, I'm fired up now. <laughs> Thank you once again to our presenting sponsor of the third down segment bad tattoo Kelowna, where you can find steve crying into his beer <laughs> for once again not getting the first down a little added extra little salty in there <laughs> i'm drinking the tears of my own losses yes <laughs> all right chris uh this has been a fun episode um Thanks for joining me for 44 consecutive episodes. Uh, but unfortunately, this one, I can't give you the last words because I'm going to be a prick back to you. No, I'm just kidding. Um, like I usually do, Chris. Uh, what are your final thoughts and words? Um, like I said, guys, uh, only two more games left in the in the season. Um, luckily for us Seahawks fans, the, the pain is almost over. The, the hurt is going to end soon. Um, and then we get a, a really fun off season of Russell Wilson trade rumors for months on end again. So can't wait. 
Um, watch these last two games. Cheer for your team. Don't watch them. I don't care. I'm going to watch them. Um, <laughs> and we appreciate appreciate you guys listening. You can find us over on Twitter at ballhawks underscore pod. We're on Facebook, Instagram. We're on YouTube. Uh, follow Steve at ssfisher87. You can find me on Twitter at phillipschris12. We are a proud part of the Dean Blundell Network. And as always, guys, go Hawks. Peace. I'm Jeff Woods, and I'm shining a light on music and the rock stars who make it. He just was one of those people. He stood out. He was a magic guy. He really was a magic guy. We all have force. He had the same amount of force as we all had. This was before Led Zeppelin. Robert was full on. I mean, he was Led Zeppelin without the band behind him. He had the hair, the jeans, the whole thing, you know. And he was amazing. The Records and Rockstars podcast. Heard around the world and yours to hear wherever you get podcasts. All the episodes from JeffWoodsRadio.com. To the Blue Hotel I want to live at the Blue Hotel The podcast that goes everywhere the imagination dares It's for the open-minded The pleasure seeker It's Jeff Woods with the new podcast about relationships and sexuality. Theme-based with special guests, the Blue Hotel Hotline, and every episode climaxes with an adult bedtime story. Get a room and listen in at the Blue Hotel. Begins Friday, September 23rd.